Yo neighbors, welcome back again to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast with your host, Kaylin Gettler. It's episode seven today, and I feel like we are hitting a stride finally. Like, thanks for sticking with me through these first few episodes because, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm fucking doing. (laughs) And we're just growing together and we're figuring it out. And I'm just like feeling like we are getting to a good place, feeling comfortable on the mic, figuring out what I'm doing, kind of. I still can't figure out how to make my camera work on my fucking computer. So all my interviews, I can see the person, but they can't see me. But whatever, like it's a podcast, I guess we'll figure something out later. (laughs) So yeah, like episode seven, it's pretty exciting to be here and like just have this space. And just have a place where I'm not guarding anything I say or think or anything. I'm just throwing wild theories out there. And whoever wants to catch them can catch them. Or whatever. <laughs> it's just good to express like any, I don't know, any kind of... Th- wild thought that comes to my head and I feel like it's helping me unravel things a lot faster to just talk about them so much more than I ever have. So thanks for listening because without anyone to listen, yeah, I wouldn't be able to talk about this stuff. And thanks for everyone who has been on the show so far. I've had such amazing luck with that and Thanks today to my friend Jen for coming on again. Uh, I mean, it's only her second time being on a podcast. And like, fuck, I think she did fucking great. So yeah, here's to starting new things and like, you know, being bad at them for a bit and just having the balls to do it anyway. So on that note, like lucky number seven. Here we go. Thanks for coming back, guys. Hope you enjoy the show today. Welcome back to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. We have consciously created Jen in the studio again today, co-hosting with me. And we're just going to talk about like whatever comes up. We've been looking at some crazy stuff tonight, so we have lots to talk about. You want to say hi, Jen? Hi there. I'm back again. Woo! Going to talk louder. (laughs) I'm going to talk quieter. (laughs) Um, so mostly I wanted to like um, just do a follow up to the 
newspaper episode because there was some stuff that I learned after that I wanted to add. And I've been learning so much about the white city in Chicago. And so me and Jen were just like looking up a whole bunch of shit about that. And it was getting pretty intense, actually, all the stuff we were finding. Um, <clears throat> so one thing, uh, one other thing I heard today was that the World's Fair in Buffalo, New York was powered wirelessly from Niagara Falls by Nikola Tesla with clean energy or wirelessly anyway that really blew my mind and I thought maybe I need to look into this Uh, I mean like there's always a million things to look into for world's fairs but um yeah the stuff about Chicago is crazy yeah what are you looking at right now (laughs) is it about the world fair or about reading about the the Chicago fire of 1871 that destroyed all of these buildings it looks like and it's a Chicago was one of the fastest growing cities in the 19th century the city was densely populated most buildings were constructed with wood but then I just went and looked at some pictures and it looks like absolutely not a single building so I think that's like constructed with wood they were all brick buildings the thing is and then it says the summer of 1871 had been extremely dry there had been (laughs) lots of smaller fires and the firefighters were already overworked and equipment had been damaged legend says that mrs o'leary's cow kicked over a lantern i've seen that which started the fire is this a fucking joke so i've seen some guy like map it out and show where this barn was that this cow apparently kicked this over and like the area that it burnt in chicago of the great fire and it like crossed the river and like burnt fucking like three quarters of the city and this is the same story they say everywhere and all the buildings were brick at the time but they all say it was like uh there was too much wood buildings at the time and there was this mysterious fire that burned everything to the ground it looks like it's blown apart like (laughs) picture two also all brick it's just it is all brick and then but then it looks like like, it looks like it's was like bombs yeah it does there's like half standing brick walls everywhere and like rubble but the streets are kind of cleared i don't know like is mrs o'leary's cow a bomb what a what a cow (laughs) eh (laughs) Also, like what you were reading earlier about the White City and like the like the World's Fair of Chicago, it how there was like three replicas of Columbus's ships. Oh yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was crazy. <clears throat> right, and there was like uh, electric propelled gondola boats getting people around because it was like canals. So this cow kicking over a lantern mm-hmm. um, killed approximately 300 people, destroyed roughly 3.3 square miles, nine kilometers squared for us Canadian people, including over 17,000 structures and left more than 100,000 residents homeless. I don't 
That same thing like, with the San Francisco one. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but the cow did this. Right. I, I have a hard time with that. Right. <laughs> Doesn't seem to make sense. Um, yeah, it's called the Columbia Exposition because it was 400 years, I guess, after Columbus discovered America and then that's what they were trying to celebrate there. The city government approved building codes to stop the rapid spread of future fires and rebuilt rapidly to those higher standards. <laughs> A dono donation from the United Kingdom spurred the establishment of the Chicago Public Library, a free public library system. Probably so they could just start spreading propaganda. Maybe. They probably wanted to flush certain people out of certain areas and rebuild or dig out certain things that were buried, or who knows, right? But they, I think they use these parts to like flush out certain people conveniently out of certain areas and to like repurpose old stuff, I think, after. Like be like, it's uninhabitable and then take it over as federal buildings and stuff. That was my, that's kind of my guess, but I don't know. I'm just fucking guessing all the time. It's like, this is so, so mysterious, the past. This like, these fires happened almost 20 years exactly before the Columbia Exposition at the White City. The White City wasn't built like in Chicago. It was built like a few a little ways out on federal property on the banks of the lake. It's pretty intense what happens. <clears throat> but if you look into the Chicago fires, it's like, it's quite a similar story. Well, and then after you look into that, and then just like the architecture, now they're saying, should we start, should we mention the hotel? Yeah. So yeah, when we were actually looking into the, into that fire. Chicago World Fair and the fire, it we like, I guess, I don't know, it's probably really popular with like popular culture because there seems to be a lot about it, but this H.H. Holmes guy, which I'd never heard of. And I guess he was like the America's first serial killer and he was killing people during the time of that World's Fair. Like, so the World Fair was in 1893? Yeah. So, yeah, 1893. So the fire is in 1871. And then they say he built this hotel. Mm -hmm. Right, probably right after. Right, so what year did he build the hotel? I don't know if we know that. But... So, yeah, it was set up already for the world fair time so yeah what maybe we should but yeah so i'm sure he well everything was being built up so fast right after that and like all these miraculous brick buildings and amazing architecture just shot up just like the world's fair buildings just too like quick and good to be true almost but anyway, this guy had a hotel in Chicago, right? And uh, it was some kind of creepy labyrinth of dead ends and secret doors and secret rooms. And it's like some kind of nightmare. <laughs> 
living fucking nightmare of a building. But it looks totally like a pre-reset building. Like, it looks crazily like. And of course, he is said to have like built it. So, the fire is in 1871. And then by 1893, this is what they've built on top of rebuilding an entire city 20 years later. They built the Columbia Exposition, which, if you you should really go look at pictures if you have never seen pictures of the Columbia Exposition of 1893, please go look at the photos. So is this exactly where the fires were no oh okay so they also built an entire new city plus this in 20 years and the architecture is a lot the same like if you look at old chicago the buildings that are still even there are beautiful the buildings that were there like in the early 1900s still fucking beautiful they just said they built them around then it's just so mysterious and there's so many moving parts and like I feel like you could spend a lifetime looking into this and there would still be so much mystery. Like, where where would you even get? But do you want to talk about a bit about this homeless guy and what he did? Well, they say that he built that hotel, but he <clears throat> um, is quite a psychopath, it looks like. He was born in 1871 and he became fascinated with skeletons and obsessed with death. Gross. <laughs> it may have been that interest that led him to pursue medicine. He graduated high school at 16 and would later become known as Henry Howard Holmes. <laughs> he would later become known that because it was his alias, wasn't it? Like I think he changed after he did the insurance scanning or apparently well there's enrolled like a whole in medical school, he stole cadavers from the laboratory, burned or disfigured them, and then planted bodies, making it look as if they had been killed in an accident. They would collect money. So he'd buy insurance on people and then pretend they died? Is that what I don't know? In 1884, passes his medical exams, and then in 1885, he has moved to Chicago. Oh. And that's when he started working at the pharmacy, right? Yeah, and then he... <clears throat> so he's working at a pharmacy in downtown Chicago in 1885. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then... So that's not even like, that's like, what, 12 years after the fires? Or Yeah. 13 years after the fires. He just moved there. And then After Holmes has become the owner of the drugstore, he purchased an empty lot across the street. He designed and built a three-story hotel, which the neighborhood called the castle. so, and also he acquired the pharmacy under mysterious circumstances, like the guy died and then left it to his wife. And then his wife, I guess, sold it To him. to H.H. H. Holmes and then mysteriously disappeared. So yeah. <laughs> And he says that it was an empty lot across the street. So it was apparently built in three years. 
It says there, it was an empty lot. He purchased the empty lot across the street. He designed and built a three-story hotel, which the neighborhood called the castle. For anyone to think, if you go and look at pictures of this, that this building was built in three years. That's... He says during its 1889 construction. So does that mean that's the only year it was like really technically under construction was for one year in 1889? Homes hired and fired several construction crews. Well, I guess it was completed in 1891. That's what it says. Yeah. Offering. Jo- <laughs> oh, this guy's so crazy. So he like builds this. It's like a labyrinth inside. And there's like subfloors and weird tunnels and like secret rooms, secret chambers. It's like a maze. Yeah. And he could like, there was like ways to gas people in certain rooms. And there was over a hundred rooms. Was there not? Is that what it said? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It says here the, the first floor castle. of the castle had several stores. The two upper <laughs> levels contained homes, office, and over 100 rooms that were used as living quarters. Some of these rooms are soundproofing oh, and contained creepy. gas lines so that homes could asphyxiate his guests whenever he felt like it. Oh. Throughout the building, there were trapdoors, people, stairways that led nowhere, chutes that led into the basement. <laughs> and the basement was designed as his own lab. Ew. It had a dissecting table, stretching rack. A stretching rack? And crematory. A stretching rack. Sometimes he would send the bodies (laughs) down the chute, dissect them, strip them of the flesh, and sell them as human skeleton models to medical schools. In other cases, he would choose to cremate or place the bodies into pits of acid. What the actual fuck? Wow. This guy's crazy. I wonder why I never heard more about him. And I wonder why you haven't. I know. I feel like like... I've listened to (laughs) something about him. A murder podcast about him for sure. I knew about one in, I think, San Francisco where people were doing a similar thing, but it wasn't this same place. This place is in Chicago. And, like, a a hotel that was, like, had trap doors and stuff, and there was, like, ways to get between rooms in the walls. I'm sure it was in San Francisco, though. I'm like, maybe I'll Okay, this is also what it says here. So, when... Chicago was given the world the honor of hosting the World's Fair, mm-hmm. which is a cultural and social event to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of America. Mm-hmm. He knew that it would attract many visitors and they would be searching for places to stay. And he believed many would be women whom he could easily seduced into staying at his hotel and it says after being lured into the hotel many of these out-of-town visitors would never be seen again wow creepy yeah he also um that just was reading here he had something to do with harris to the railroad what? Yeah, and then he killed her. Like he was with her? Like they were like a thing? Mm. Oh, that's crazy. 
the master of the murder castle. I feel like his mugshot looks like every guy at that time with that same freaking those polar hats. What are those hats? And why do they all have them at that time? Like, I felt like in the 1880s when everything got like repopulated, I feel like that's when it happened. And what they all have these weird hats. Anyway, I'm pretty sure somewhere in California there was a similar hotel. where they were like it was like a gold rush thing and had a bunch of people there for the gold rush and there was like passages in the wall and they were murdering people in that house i'm almost positive about it but yeah san francisco that's like another major spot in this like reset history that we have going on I just find it hard to believe that he designed and built this. As if, hey. Like and he's a, a famous architect, a biologist, and a doctor. Like, like, no, he's a pharmacist too. Like, I actually almost feel like I did listen to a podcast about him and he. What were we just talking about right when <laughs> we met? There's also like a whole um, season, I guess, of American Horror Story or whatever about him, isn't there? Is that what it said? Yeah. yeah I don't even know that but like because I don't watch murdery stuff but I think I do want to look into that a bit I'd probably watch it because it's about the world fair of it time I like to see their interpretation of what they show us about that I wish I could find that stuff I found about him in the so this is a picture of like some of the layout of the hotel but i also don't feel like that's exactly right because it said there was a hundred rooms and it's not like it shows it anyway this guy's a real fucking psycho yeah that's pretty crazy thing to find out about the world's fair there I know the place is intense the white city like as if we just temporarily made all these (laughs) canals and everything like it doesn't make sense it's not all white plaster it's like gold and brass or copper domes maybe and like there's no it way. looks like the fucking center of Roman Empire. There's like literally no way they could build this in that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I really know. It's pretty crazy. I mean, we could talk more about the White City, but I also want to like add some stuff about like so last on my last episode I did about the newspapers when I was talking about Mars. There's this thing that came up about planet Eros. Eros. So I looked into it a whole bunch and like it first was found, I think it was in the, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It was a small planet they thought, and they thought it had like a very large orbit and came close to earth, like um, once every 90 years or something, but it turned out actually it was an asteroid. There was a lot of interesting newspaper articles when they thought it was a planet and all the things they thought about it and stuff. I mean, like, I don't really know about space. I don't really think it's what we think it is. So I'm never really sure how to take the news about space. And I also was sort of thinking about how 
when there's like in these old newspapers there's like around the newspaper around the times I was looking at the articles about Mars and like is there life on Mars and stuff right in the same newspapers and stuff there would be like fiction stories about Martians too and then I started with starting to think about like the propaganda of it all and like yeah. what because <laughs> like when there's like fiction that aligns with the na- with the news and it's just like trying to present more ideas of the same at the same time I just think like they're trying to formulate an idea or like plant an idea in people so like all that crazy stuff about Mars was like really interesting but like I don't know we obviously have better telescopes now than they had then right yeah I mean like in one sense you think like it's true and now they're trying to hide it from us and then in another sense you think like well almost everything they tell us about space is fake right but we can see things I don't know I sort of think I'm skeptical about NASA everything about it (laughs) everything I've ever seen that I'm just skeptical about everything these days and I just think everything's pretty fake so I'm gonna have to like see it for myself to believe it almost I just think like what do you think about space well I didn't really have many thoughts on it and then I started listening to that Bledsoe said so podcast. Mm-hmm. I love that. And podcast. now I feel like, I don't know, like I've always kind of had this like feeling. And then every time I listen to their episode, and then when he talks about like how aliens aren't what we think, well, what we're like kind of made to think that what they are, like these green, um, little monster looking things like he's saying they're more of like a light interdimensional light being that can move between dimensions maybe even space and time yeah yeah that's how I feel about it too now I mean like I don't mind changing my theory but right now yeah well, I don't know. I just feel like listening to him talk about what his dad went through. Yeah. I'm like, how could you? And then, like, everything that they talk about that his dad was told. Yeah. And how it relates to literally. <laughs> I was thinking about how many times I said literally in the last. It's podcast. okay. <laughs> I didn't even notice. (laughs) So they just know and all of this information is happening right now that they were told. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. There's more that we're not being told that we don't know. Just need to know. I know I'm so like skeptical about like the place we live now that I think about that the, like that I think about interdimensional light beings and stuff and like I'm just like where are we what are we I don't know like I have no idea but I really like the question 
And so like lately I've been just thinking about what kind of plane do we live on? Like, what is the earth? Where is it? What kind of system is it? What actually is it? What's the illusion? What's the full illusion of what we think it is compared to what it really is? And like, I have not made up my mind at all, but like, it's pretty interesting to like look into other people's ideas and concepts. And I've been like, so when I was looking up some more old um, newspaper stuff, I was looking, I put in the keyword firmament and I found some pretty interesting things. Um, mostly like people denouncing it around the time of like, this papers from 1888, but like right around eight in the 1880, 1890, that's about when they started denouncing the idea of a firmament. And it was like, it's all these, every time I found it here, it was, it's like from a religious sermon or a religious person that's saying it and denouncing it because it's in like so many holy books and stuff, but it's like a Catholic or a Christian this is this guy's from the first Unitarian Church. That's Reverend H. H. Simmons, and he's denouncing it in this paper in 1888, March 5th, St. Globe Daily, St. Paul Daily Globe. <laughs> but he says, I'm just gonna read a little excerpt from it instead of like reading a whole bunch of shit. He says, among other things, he spoke <clears throat> of the religious work that science had done in correcting the old ideas of the firmament. The idea that the sky is a solid vault or firmament with sun and stars placed under it to light us and with a reservoir of waters above it to give us rain has been very common in the world. It has been wildly held by the lower races. I like how they always have to like put people in class <laughs> in these old papers. So these are, the, anyway. From our Indians, believed in the firmament, I guess, to the South Sea Islanders. Negroes held that it was stretched over us like a tent cloth, and the New Zealanders that it was a, a solid roof. Solider, it says, but I don't want to say that word. A solid roof through which the rain came. The Zulus taught that it was made of rock, and the Finnish poem of fine steel finished poem i guess there's an old finished poem because it was made of fine steel and both the sun and moon were placed beneath it yeah which i thought was pretty interesting and then in the bible it says uh the book of job says the sky is strong like molten glass and the creation story in genesis tells how the lord first made this firmament to keep the waters above yeah, I would, I'll just read that whole part, but don't you think that's interesting about like firmament, dome? I mean, if you subscribe to like some simulation theory, which sometimes I think I do, <clears throat> it makes some kind of sense that we're in like a closed system. I don't really understand where we are. Well, like, do you have an opinion on it? Um, on the firmament well not i wouldn't i don't know think much about the firmament or no. what that is but when i was listening to that random randy that you had on mm -hmm. um and the whole mud flood thing like i kind of always wondered before like where did 
all this has nothing to do with permanent no yeah where did all the mud come from and in one of his podcasts he was saying how there was like a gigantic landmass i think like south that they like through this electrical event that happened that it was essentially broken up and yeah and that's where all of the land and mud and everything came from you know what I was sort of thinking about after Randy was on the podcast which I didn't really think of while he was on was that um because I've been thinking about us being in inner earth or being in, in like layers and like it's not like just open to infinity after there's like another reality on top and another reality on top and it's sort of like physically and dimensionally stacked then I was thinking like also about like the theory that maybe we are already in inner earth you know yeah. what I mean and then so if we are already in inner earth and the big trees used to reach the top of the firmament maybe <clears throat> something from the outer fell through and like spilled into our plane do you know what I mean yeah like earth from the plane above us yeah, yeah. fell into our plane yeah. so I was kind of thinking that I don't know I have like a billion theories <laughs> I don't I like just have questions mostly and then sometimes try and put a few of the questions together and see what did you makes listen sense. to that episode of tinfoil hat with my Maria and she was talking about simulation theory was it when, she, or, when uh, that other guy was on yeah you oh, did right. uh, he wasn't my favorite was but... she talk- <clears throat> no she was talking about yes simulation theory yeah so it was the last episode she was on, and I think when she, he was in Texas. That's what she believes, I think. Yeah. So I'm that pretty works. aligned with what she thinks, only... I just love... Some things I, I don't love. always agree with, but I really like listening to her talk about, like, her ideas. I love how she just, like, everything's a psyop. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of how I feel now. I just feel like it's such an intricately woven veil of illusion that, like, it's all fake, and that what's real is just going to blow our mind when we figure it out. I'm sort of like there I don't really think like birds are fake psyops like she does <laughs> like I wouldn't go that far but like also I yeah but also birds I re- reserve the right to think maybe they are one day or some of them I don't what know like say, what was her reason I forget that? like I don't I'm just not really sure her full um thing about it but um that's funny I think she, yeah, she goes off about fake words. I don't know. And then she makes memes about it sometimes and I really enjoy them. But did you listen to that thing that I posted about that John, John, that Donna lady that was the chief of disguise at the CIA? And she, so I found some videos talk of her talking about how, what they do to like disguise people for like to be spies in other countries, to get them to disguises so they can like get away if they're being tailed and stuff but when she talks obviously they had other applications for this as well <laughs> and it just makes so much sense with like the mask stuff that we're seeing on the news and stuff mm. but, like I don't know I sort of think everyone's just an actor and then all everyone's just wearing these fucking masks and playing out this stage and like I I think like Trudeau He's like a bunch of people too. Like sometimes he look, his face looks way fatter, or way like his nose looks completely different, or his ears are yeah. just like I just think they all are. I just think like anyone can basically play yeah, anyone, even today, and like we wouldn't even know. Even today, all those 
<clears throat> all those things were posting about Hillary Clinton having tested positive. I didn't see that. I wasn't really. She like looked different in every picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. She looks like a. Sometimes she looks like, like she's like eighty five. They all do. And then other times <clears throat> she looks like she's like thirty five. You could literally like Google, do an image search of like mostly almost any famous person and find like pictures, like so many pictures of them <laughs> that look like completely fucking different person. <clears throat> I don't understand like. I don't understand it either. With the news. Like, how can they all just be on there? Like, I get, like, because, like, I believe they're just essentially handed a script. But, like, when do you, like, how are you dumb enough to just sit there and do that for so long? I don't think you're dumb. I think you're just paid enough. They have, they're like all yeah, people so in like high places. Me, like, they're like married. Be, I feel like I could never be paid enough. Did you ever see that like chart where they showed um all the like really top um news personalities and like who they were married to? And then they were all married to like governors, senators, like all of them. Like, like every that, single one of them like were married to like show? high up people. Like it's all just a giant web. Like the news is the long. It's like the voice of the propaganda machine. Like it's on TV anymore. A bunch of garbage. Like I used to remember. I was pull up to my mom's if I want to know what the Kelly and NPCs are thinking. Kelly and Michael. Ah! Fucking Ellen. Ellen's the worst. But I was obsessed with her show for so long. I noticed right away that she looked like she didn't want to be there. And it, and then I couldn't watch her show anymore. Like at first she was like super happy to have her yeah. show and she'd come out dancing. I noticed right away it looked like she fucking hated being there. Like when she stopped dancing. <clears throat> Even way before that, when she was still dancing and looking like she fucking hated it. Right away it was going on. I thought I felt like like pretty soon into it. And I was like, oh. That is not her real self. She's fucking faking something here. Like, like, she's a phony fucking baloney, and I couldn't take her seriously. It would be uncomfortable to watch her. It was really uncomfortable. Yeah, and the way she talks to them. Yeah, I I just think, like, it's all a show. Don't you think, kind of? Yeah, I just, I feel like with everything that's going on, I honestly have just, like, stopped giving a shit. Yeah. Like, I can't care about that. I can only just care about things that are in my direct vicinity. That's super important just to follow that because I think the main, one of the main things that's stopping us from figuring out who we truly are or where we truly come from is the distraction of it all. Yeah. We need to break free from the distraction. When, when it stops affecting us, <clears throat> affecting us emotionally and we can, like, separate from it and, like, do the work that really matters which is like the inner work and like the work in our communities and in our like families and small circles I was even having a discussion with somebody this morning who lives in I'd probably say quite a fearful state yeah and it was just like saying to her how I'm so happy that I have like cultivated practices like meditation journaling movement making sure I get outside 
in nature. Um, what else? Drinking enough water, getting enough rest, learning all of those things before the last two years because now, I mean, it's uh, hasn't always been. I mean, it's easy, but as time has gone on, yeah, it's almost been like thanks to these last two years. It's like making me not feel like I just don't give a fuck what people think anymore like I used to think that I thought that but now I'm like I don't care if you don't like me I don't care what you think of me I'm like I know what I stand for and I know everything I'm doing is with integrity and authenticity and that will annoy people that uh, aren't coming from that place So it's just nice to, because a few years ago, had I had to live in the circumstances that we've lived in for the last two years, I can't say I would have coped as well. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been times I haven't been coping the (laughs) Me neither. But for the most part, like, I couldn't even fucking cope for the Wednesday a couple years ago. Like, now I've been coping with, like, the worst day ever for two years <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty amazing though like I think like the doing the inner work makes us I mean we don't have to focus on the outer and and the way that we are reactive to the outer world if we're addressing our inner world all the time the outer world doesn't affect us the same do you yeah. know what I mean like it's still going to be going on around us, but we're not like taking on fear. We're not living in fear. You know, like, I just don't feel just like, just remember like, that feeling of being like trapped in that fear state. I'm sure you've had a time yeah. in your life, like a lot, a lot of your life where you felt that. I was even talking to somebody today, like relying on like external validation. And I was like, it's for such, anything, really. Yeah. It's so, it's such an amazing thing to break free of external validation. Well, even like I was saying to you earlier about how sometimes I'll just say to people, like, I just know, like, I don't need the news to tell me. I don't need science to prove anything to me. I just know things and I don't need to be told by anybody. And I think that's where people are really not understanding that you don't need the news to tell you what to do with your life like you everything you need will come to you when the time is right and everything you like everything you need to know is it's like so cliche it's like within you it really is yeah. so much yeah every like I find that like everything this is how I gauge what's a distraction I think like what is putting a savior between me and what I have to be or where I have to go what like that is where the distraction is like if any kind of like if you're following some kind of self-help thing and you need to be saved by something that's a distraction we are here to save ourselves we're here to do the work to crack ourselves open to find our true selves, our true nature. We're not here to fucking meditate to aliens to come save us. Sorry, like go keep meditating to aliens, okay? But they're you don't need them to save you. 
or like do what you want meditate, or like meditate do whoever I but like keep meditating and hoping that they'll just come visit me and like, yeah exactly I'm, I'm ready like, for you do that do please, that please come to me <laughs> I mean like I want interdimensional light beings to visit me but like <clears throat> Yeah, Apparently I don't only want. Come if you're I really ready. That's what yeah. He said, that's what he said on Bled. So, so maybe I'll tell. And I was a, like, I am ready. Okay. Maybe I'll tell the story of this dream I had. So, like when I was first starting, it was probably actually at the beginning of COVID, or maybe just before when I was just doing, working on my emotional healing. I mean, like it's been a few year journey, and probably will never end. But I had this dream one night that my friend brought me down to the basement of my childhood home and I remember I was standing in the basement in this corner we like barely even went in and there was a couch on the side which I we normally wasn't there but and I seen like this shadow figure like a shadow shape of a human sitting on the couch and it really fucking scared me and then I said did you bring her me here to show me this and then they were like, no, no. And like pointed in front of me and there was n- nothing there, but then like a f- light, a bright light, like rainbowy light figure kind of like, what do you call it? Not evaporated, the opposite of that. <laughs> apparated, yeah. apparated yeah. in front of me. And like, I just felt like this really fucking intense love feeling. Like it just like think of the most intense love, you know, when it just like hits you in the chest, like and it do, you could just feel it in your heart and like it's the most intense feeling all at once. And like, I remember I fell mm-hmm. back in my dream really slowly because I was like, whoa. And it like blew me back. And then I like woke up as I was like hitting the ground or whatever. But I, it took me a long time to figure out the meaning of that dream. But I think maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just imagining it, but maybe it was a visit from a light entity or something and like I think it was showing something because I was really trying to dig into my past and find like all the dirt and after that moment it kind of shifted me where Mm -hmm. I was like instead of looking at the dark shadow focus on like the love and the light or like you know there's balance it's not just like darkness in your past that built you Mm -hmm. and like it just really like kind of shifted my healing journey but I'm getting really shaky talking about that story but like it's a I it's a really vivid dream and stoners don't have vivid dreams very much so I like really cling to them (laughs) I was literally just saying that I said that to my friend at work yeah yes and I was like yeah I just never have dreams she's like you never have dreams I'm like I store yeah obviously well I don't think she has dreams yeah obviously she doesn't smoke enough just kidding she also (laughs) is like on other drugs other medications that probably induce like dreams and stuff i was wondering if maybe because it's like for migraines and stuff oh yeah well like sean or my husband took champex or whatever or no is that what it's called is that what it's called the medication for quitting smoking he took that for a while and he is having like intense dreams like the whole night where he felt like he didn't sleep ever and it was like intense crazy he would wake up and be like oh my god there was like just the most insane things (laughs) yeah I can't even remember the last time I had a dream, to be honest. With I had you. a crazy dream last night. Like I never have dreams. I always have dreams about these certain really familiar places and they are big buildings, but they seem modern, but like there's a certain like four building kind of configurations that I see in my dream that are like familiar to me. And one's like this huge mall and like shopping area. 
and it seems like kind of futuristic but it's always like I know where to go and I've been there I can like picture it so clear right now did you ever watch that Inception movie I'm building some crazy reality like an architect maybe that's more worlds like bubbles on the bubble like Randy said I can't even picture picture what he's explaining when I'm listening to that I don't think I'm picturing it the same way he is maybe not but um maybe it will just it's all kind of like and I don't think it's on top like I don't think it's like a bubble and then there's like bubbles on top you don't have to think that well, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I don't, <laughs> like I don't know if I can picture how he... it, but I don't even think I can picture I think what he means explaining. like a universe on a universe on a universe. And like sometimes they go in and out of existence. And it's all a big, like, like a bathtub. And like there's this universe is on universes on, and there's like just billions and billions. And then they're coming and going. And it seems like a blink of an eye, but it really is like billions of years in the universe or like because time's yeah. different. That's, I think, what. For me, that's what I was thinking when he was sitting up. Who knows? I don't know what I'm picturing. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what in the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes it's hard to picture, like, ideas that are expanding or, like, challenging our reality. But I find that, like, when I find something that I find, like, really hard to even imagine eventually over time like things come to me that kind of put it together slowly I think it's like the magic of it yeah I have so many questions (laughs) (laughs) I mean we can answer some on this podcast but we can't answer them all but everyone the podcast community is really cool and everyone's kind of like pulling out a thread and putting a little piece of the picture together and we're like collectively remembering it's pretty cool yeah to like see all the other people digging through history or digging through like the veil like, of reality. When I was listening to that podcast today and they're talking about Nikola Tesla. Yeah. It was only just in 1884. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I say only just, but like that's literally only just a hundred years before I was born. Yeah. Think of all the and everybody, shit that and went down in the last hundred years. Like so long. How like oh that was just so long ago. But really, like a hundred years in the scheme of whatever I think, has happened here. Honestly, I think nineteen eighty four is like an important point in the timeline. Eighteen eighty four. Or nineteen eighty four. And a hundred years before that would be yeah. then too, right? I mean the CRR is born, but and you, but like there there's always so much markers on that year I find maybe I'm just like cognizant of it because the year I was born but I do feel like they're yeah and like why why I always wonder why is the book called 1984 um he because like in the book he says that they um I think that's the year he thinks it is or that's the year they tell him it is but no one's really sure of the year because they change the history and the years around so much yeah. and they're like just actively changing everything it makes me just think so much of like the way that they gaslight us now and I always think about the chocolate rations thing in that book where he's like I got the, my chocolate rations and I know and I know it's smaller than last week but then they're telling us here comes the chocolate rations for this week even bigger than last week He's like, I can see with my eyes, it's half the size. 
but they're telling us we have more. And I'm just like, fuck, if that doesn't like define mm-hmm. modern gaslighting and like, <clears throat> and also I was saying like, I don't know if you see my like video on Instagram about Plato's cave. So Plato wrote the allegory of the cave in 500 AD. And it talks about like illusionary reality and how controllers like control the illusion of reality and how it's just like a simple illusion. Once we can see through it and past it, we can escape it. That was in 546 AD. So like how long has this shit been going on for man? Well, then that's <laughs> like how fucking that's long? Just even the thing I think about, I'm like, I don't even like when they're like, has it always been 1480? I'm like, what the oh, fuck yeah. does that even mean? I do think they had added a thousand years to the timeline, so I think like 580 wasn't that as long ago as we think. I think that's more like would be like what we think of as 1580. I don't is when know, because I just don't even. It could be totally just like 1984 when he said, you don't know your ass from your head. Like, yeah. how are you going to know? You don't well, even know what year it is after a while. Like, like, it's always being rewrote and flipped. Uh, yeah. Just find, like, I just, I think that's why I really like old things and old books now. And I just like cling <laughs> to these scraps because I'm like, what is going to be erased? So I've just been like collecting as old the books as I can find. And so every time I go see my mom, she lives in like that shitty old town where there's so much old shit for cheap. I bring back like four books that were written around 1900. Like every time I come back and then I've got like my collections getting kind of nice. And like, they look beautiful. They're really cheap to buy there. I could buy them for like two bucks there. Here, they'd be like 50. I was just like, I just want to hold on to history because it just gets deleted. Yeah, I just don't understand how, like, if that was going on, and then, like, apparently these dinosaurs fit in somewhere. And, like, <laughs> yeah. like, just, like, I read a thing that said fucking makes any sense, like, AD, BC, Christ. Right? Like, people don't even think Not Jesus was a real sense. person. He sometimes. wasn't fucking. So he 100% like, wasn't. I've so, seen so much stuff about how... It, He's um, Osiris, and then that was Osiris is even based on something before that. Yeah, that's what they all. That's like all he talks about on Bledsoe is like Osiris, yeah, and Osiris. how every single story that we tell is like has some because he studied religion and oh yeah, he, he studied theology too, I think. And he and like Egypt, and he was like obsessed with Egypt, wasn't he? Or was he? Just, he studied psychology and religion, and he oh, yeah. is just. Needs to know a lot. Yeah. And also, obviously, from his experiences, formed his interests in certain subjects, right? So then he dove into things that were probably like he was asking questions about, like, what the fuck and what happened? And I always like the shit they were talking about. And like, dad. And like, I kind of always thought in school, though, like, I, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just dumb. That's why I don't understand this stuff. But now I'm like starting to think it's like, it's perfectly like I literally just too. didn't fucking care because they do that on like purpose, I remember I learning about like latitude and longitude and I'm like what the fuck am I ever gonna need first of all need to know this and I'm like and then <clears throat> grade 12 my social studies teacher just fucking took off one day and never came back <laughs> and I was like sitting in the hall with my friend like we're doing like some worksheet 
I'm like, bye, Mr. So and so. I don't want to say his name. Yeah. Casey's listening. Don't talk to the motherfucker. Casey's listening. Or <laughs> like, you don't want people to like, but he just anyway. like, so he takes off and never comes back. And we've never had a teacher for a class. I'm like, that was in Alberta. And so in Alberta in grade 12, you have to do, I don't know what it's like here, but we have to do like exams in our class that are yeah. worse, like 50% of our yeah. work. Everybody in our class failed. <laughs> The fucking have provincial fucking diploma exam, <laughs> and uh, we all we actually got to rewrite it. it. Was like the first time I don't know if it was like it had ever happened. So when you were talking about dinosaurs earlier, I was thinking about this post that Human Vibration made on Instagram, and she shared something that someone else wrote, but she definitely believes this too and always talks about dinosaurs being fake but she said dinosaurs were invented with no evidence to support their existence by a knight in the royal society of britain richard owen sir richard owen how convenient that he was also superintendent of the british um sorry of the british Mu- museum of natural history no He was, oh, superintendent of the British Museum of Natural History. To date, no skull or entire skeleton of a dinosaur has ever been found. Like what, like, I didn't fact check that. I'm sorry. If someone has some facts to send me about that. Um, I remember how mad that guy got that that Casey when we were like (laughs) all drunk. And I was like... He told us he was an archaeologist. And I was like, oh. I was super fascinated when he said that. Yeah, like, I want to know stuff he knows, but then he's like, not awake. So I was like, how like, do you feel about dinosaurs not being real? And he's like, what? That's ah! funny because I didn't know that he was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, like, what you guys were talking about. And you're like, tell him what you think about dinosaurs. And I was like, what? They're I don't know. Real. I said, I don't know if they're real. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, how do you know? How do you know? And he's like, well, there's bones everywhere. I was like, well, those are concrete. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I guess all the bones are at the Smithsonian, I guess, hidden away. We don't really get to see them. And what we see is concrete. And he was like, started laughing. And, but then, then I was like, I don't care if you believe me. And he's like, no, I'm actually really curious. Like why you think this? And I was like, just look it up for yourself because I don't want to, but I'm like, it's okay to question things, man. Like, like he really just snorting rails. Man, that place is just like, <laughs> we both did like big handfuls of joints and we we're just having like a normal time. And everyone's just like on the yay so much, hey? Get away from me. <laughs> so, guys, like we're talking, we just talk, we just go outside, talk smack about reality and smoke joints and then harass people that try to hit on us about <laughs> their fucking reality. They live in. <laughs> the guy's like, you guys want to do some cocaine? I'm like, read the room, fucking bud. Yeah. We're smoking joints. Like, no, no, honey, no, no, thank you. Like, get a fucking life. <sighs> How old are we? Like, anyway, moving on. <clears throat> anyway, so that's just like another probably cover up from the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Smithsonian. Time. 
have mushroom and then do a podcast or something from like the fractal abyss you know like when I was high on mushrooms last time I closed my eyes I just seen so many it was this fractals it was like the most intense hardcore it was like those DMT posters where it's just like I'm always too afraid to have too much. If we were had this like intense meditation music on, it was like wow, 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 like this girl. I guess it was a sound bath. Um, Meadow brought it. This chick that was there, really lovely chick, but it was pretty intense because I was pretty high on mushrooms, and there was like the sound bath had like some pouring water parts in it, like they just kept playing over and over, and like. I kept thinking someone's like pouring out a fucking jug of water <laughs> and I'd like my eyes would shoot open but I don't know it was pretty intense but I've seen loads of fractals and I also like seen the reflection of the clock in the window and it turned into like this fucking scary creepy face and I've been thinking about time so much since then and like oh, yeah the the paradox of time and like is I feel like time's like an evil entity in a way, sort of, or like a trap we're in, like we're entrapped in the time dimension. So I was like, think, like I was thinking about that not that long like, ago. Like, is it because of the loop or like, okay, tell me what you think, sorry. Well, no, and I was asking Brett about it and he's like, I was like, I just feel like as time goes on, I just, it's literally seems like it's so much faster and he's like well because it is and I was like well what do you mean he's like think of it like a pie chart he's like when you're one that's like your whole life so it's like one year and then your second year that entire pie chart is cut right in half that's already half of your life right there in two years and then he's like as you add a year on each time the pieces get smaller and smaller so that's why time seems like it's faster because in relative like it's it's relative to your life yeah it is it is I still think it's like but yeah it feels to me sometimes like it's speeding up and fucking slowing down sometimes sometimes I'm like time is moving so fucking some days I'm like it feels like the slowest time and everything just feels like it has more time and it feels spaced out and it feels different than other times it feels like it's just like compounding and rushing and like maybe it's just me and like my emotional state right (laughs) it just feels more frantic sometimes or like but I don't know but like it could be like the same maybe maybe vibration maybe. affects like our perception of time yeah I could do that I really enjoy the times when I'm like it feels really slow it always feels really good and like approachable and just like easy I haven't done that in a while <clears throat> fair enough <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <clears throat> Legs yes so what do you think because like my daughter's like trying to t- talk about dinosaurs and like she's like dad what happened to the dinosaurs what were they and then I'm he's like I'd like to know child. what your mother thinks about them because he knows all these I was obsessed with dinosaurs as you were kid. oh yeah that land before time movie I can't even explain to you how many times I watched that and why the fuck do they make all the names so hard they didn't even come up with dinosaurs until like when it just doesn't seem right it just seems stupid 
it seems really stupid. Like when was the first, when did the idea of dinosaurs like, um, first dinosaur found, like it was not that long ago. Like, and then they just have like, who made these fucking dumb names? Fuck off. It's like a fucking stupid joke. That's what I feel like it is. <laughs> Do you think that kind of like? I don't know. Okay, it says the first known fossil from the Megalosaurus was discovered in 1676 in England, but it wasn't given a scientific name until 1824. 1824. 1824. That's not that long ago. No. Let's put it in context. America was discovered by Columbus in 1824. What? I'm pretty sure that was like right around the time <clears throat> they were like fucking like making marijuana like a fucking same class drug as heroin yeah no that was happened? not no until, that was later that, that was the war on drugs yeah <laughs> i'm like wait like, i'm just agreeing with you because i'm a little bit baked <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know okay what That's happened in the right. world history in 1894 okay do you want to hear what happened in all in 1894 Al Capone's parents immigrate to the United States. Mark Twain publishes some dumb book that I don't even want to say. Um, hmm. Some really boring sounding stuff. Some, like, I'm pretty sure 1894 like, was like the year all that stuff was going on, even with the tranquil. Oh, yeah, was it? 1894 yeah. is the year that H.H. H. Holmes was caught. And 1894 <clears throat> was the year that... When was the Chicago Tranquil. World Fair? 1893, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Was it Tranquil? Yeah, that's when they started planning it or the planning? That's when the story that's started. When the TV people were there. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't seem like there's anything that crazy, but International Olympic Committee founded. <clears throat> First Olympic Congress held. That's really important. Propaganda games. Uh, yeah, 1894. Hmm. I mean, I don't know, it's a crazy world, man. What was going on in that time? Like orphan trains, foundling homes, asylums. And then I watched this. Mud Mich flood. Yeah, I watched this Michelle Gibson video because I was searching Michelle Gibson sanatoriums. And I found this thing called sanitary fairs, which were going on during the Civil War. I'm whistling like Paul Harvey again. Sorry. My mouth's really dry, but they were going on during the Civil War and they were like, a bit smaller scale of like world's fair type things all over America. And I think that she's proposing that they were made to draw people in so they could stage the other areas and like destroy infrastructure. And she's like, I think she's proposing that there really wasn't a civil war. It was something else. Yeah, it was destruction I'm of infrastructure. To podcast, did it earlier too, I think. 
Maybe that was on red and ready. Maybe he was saying it because he totally is like into Yeah. He like loves her. Yeah. She's really smart. She has like so much information. Really good. Really easy. Really like really easy to get lost in her research. But like she just knows so much that like fuck. I've been watching tons of her videos and I feel like I barely scratched the surface. I have to search. Yeah. I'll send you one of my favorites and you can check her out. I'll send you the one about Edmonton. If I can find it, <clears throat> it's at the like po- top point of the some kind of sacred geometry that she draws across the map where she lined like everything up with ley lines and stuff. And it's like the very top point. My grandma grew up there. And Victoria's on one of the points. <laughs> and with a nun. And Calgary's on one of the points. And like everything. You're what? Say that again. My grandma grew up in Edmonton and she was a nun. <clears throat> yeah. At what, one point. What, in what year? I know. I was trying to think that she was born in 1932. Oh, yeah. So, huh. 42, 52, she was in 20. She probably worked at a sanatorium if she was a nurse or like for TV anyway. Like, she was a nurse. Her. She was a nun. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She was probably just being oh, What do you mean? She was a nun after she had kids. How's she your grandma? I don't know. I thought they well, my, my grandpa stole her from. Oh. The convent she, okay. lived, she lived in. Actually, convent. there's some weird family story I have. Wait, let me think about this. Some kind of great grandmother of mine, great great grandmother of mine was like in a, was like segregated from her house, living in England, I want to say. England or, or Ireland. And because she had tuberculosis, now I remember, and she was like put in a little hut in the back of the property and no one would go near her or talk to her. And my grandpa would walk by the fence every day or my great, great grandpa and talk to her because no one would talk to her. And then he fell in love with her and then he took her away to America. Oh, that's a pretty romantic family story. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she had TB or something like that. Something where they treat you like you have COVID or something. segregation oldest play they're just always doing the old playbook you could always look back and find an instance of them doing the same thing that i'm finding but yeah like if you look back far enough you'll find holy shit look at that old mud flood house on that slant with the sunken doors and windows and the brick that's a covenant oh the convent so that's the edmonton City convent from what years? What's the point it was built here? Let's see. Did it say? Or is it just, oh yeah. 1908. <laughs> Everything's around this time, man. 1906, 1908. So, so, oh man, I wish we could find that. 1907 was the same as the sanatorium. So, okay, so let's do an episode on Edmonton in a few weeks yeah. because I'm like, I got some stuff to say about it, but I don't want to say it now because I think there's some really interesting stuff going on and I'm going there in a couple of weeks and I want to take some photos and stuff and put them with the show notes. So let's save Edmonton for later. Edmonton's just an, a, can, a Canadian city that's like, I guess had, it had at one time the largest indoor mall for quite a long time. I wonder if it's you built in the 80s and it's like pretty close. Uh, near to where we live. I wonder if you can find like my grandma's name on like the list of 
you should do you ever do like your genealogy or like see if any of your family has no. on like my, my family tree one of my or... uncles did like a, a bunch of that stuff so I found out a bunch of cool stuff but now I think my I can't find where my tree is but um and I found out a lot about my dad's so the family that immigrated to apparently immigrated I don't really understand what happened that in the 1880s but right around in the 18 I think it was a mid 1890s they immigrated to minnesota and i like learned their heritage but it's you can't find them back in sweden because they're like the way they did the names was confusing yeah we should do another yeah we should because i have some other stuff i have some good info about edmonton anyway we should probably wrap this episode up yeah I mean, I don't know how interesting we were, but it was a good chat for me. Is Hopefully. Anyway, that stuff about H.H. Holmes is really interesting. And I wish if anyone knows the name of the hotel, like the actual name of it, I kind of like to know that because then I want to search some newspaper archives about that stuff. But Murder Castle is turning up nothing so far. But yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming, Jen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have you back and check out some stuff. What are you looking at here? Oh, yeah. Look at all those old buildings. That high school, I used to see it all the time when I lived there. Okay, we're going to wrap this up and then look at this stuff. <laughs> I got some other stuff to show you, but let's wrap this up. So where can people find you? Um, uh, or do you want people to find you? Yeah, Jen's on Instagram. Conscious created. Consciously created. Life. life with this cool little brain picture Jen getting jacked Jen getting jacked anyway you can find her and come talk theories with her if you want yeah. or whatever about healing or life or the matrix or same with me you can find me on Instagram <laughs> strange neighborhood podcast with underscores but yeah, thanks for joining us today and talking about weird stuff. And see you next week.